Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. In this episode of the show, I shall be driving to North Wales, which is something I do quite a lot, being a Welshman living in London. But this is a journey that I think you probably might want to make with me, because I'm going to do it in the nearest thing I think I've ever driven to a car of the future. You may remember that last year I attempted something I've never done before, and that was to drive from London to Liverpool in the northwest and do it in an electric car, a Nissan Leaf. Now, I knew that electric cars have a range of only 90 miles, or the car that I was in only had a range of 90 miles and that I would have to stop and recharge at least twice on the journey to get there. And if you listen to the programme, you'll know that the network of rechargers let me down, and unfortunately, part of the journey was done on the back of a flatbed truck, which transported me to a charger on the motorway network, where I could charge and resume my journey, and I made it to Liverpool. And while I was in Liverpool and I was there for a good couple of weeks I used the Nissan Leaf on a daily basis and was able to charge it at public charging points out and about and even on a 13 amp charge through a cable through a window at a rehearsal room where I was working as well so the car was pretty versatile and it was just joyful really electric cars are great fun you probably won't agree with me unless you've driven one and when you've driven one you go oh i get it now yeah it's still a car it does everything i want a car to do but it doesn't have the suck squeeze bang blow of an internal combustion engine car so it's still a car okay so the journey i'm going to do today hopefully won't end in disaster like my last electric car voyage to North Wales, which you may remember I stayed in a hotel which had an electric charging point. I chose it specifically so I could do that. Charged my car overnight, woke up in the morning to find that a Conway Council bin lorry had driven into it and really trashed the car. Really, really trashed it. I guess... They weren't expecting to see an electric car at that electric car charging point because 12 months ago, you know, there weren't that many electric cars on the road. That has changed quite dramatically. And one of the reasons for that change is the improvement to the network. So I'm going to do this journey in the knowledge that I should find a charging point that I can use, but also safe in the knowledge that the car I'm driving has a range at the moment of 167 miles. I've already picked it up from West London, driven out to High Wycombe or thereabouts, and I know that this car had a range of about 220 miles when I picked it up. That's because it's a Tesla. The Tesla Model S, I think I'm probably right in saying that the Tesla Model S is the electric car with the greatest range on sale in the UK at the moment. If you don't count hydrogen fuel cell cars as electric cars, which of course they are, but maybe I should say this is the battery electric car with the greatest range on sale at the moment. So, the theory is, 
that this car I can do the entire journey to North Wales without really needing to recharge. I should have enough to get me to the door, I think. You know what? I haven't even done the calculations. That's because I have confidence in the range of this car to get me to a charging point. And one of those charging points might be a Tesla supercharger, because Tesla have their own network of charging points all over the UK. And there is a corridor along the M6 that I can get to. I know there's a charging point in Warrington, which is... You know, Cheshire, Liverpool, that sort of way, you know. So not far from my end destination, which is home in North Wales. So this is an exciting journey. To say that I was excited about getting this car is an understatement. Uh, As you know, I drive lots of interesting cars. Some very big and very powerful, like the F-Type. Some very tiny and low-powered, like the Skoda Citigo Monte Carlo I drove this year. But I have to say, knowing that I was going to get into this futuristic car... Futa, it's from the Futa. I actually did struggle to get to sleep last night. I'm still such a kid. It's funny, we were talking on the last episode of Gareth Jones on Speed about, well, there's some cars we're really excited about having the prospect of getting our hands on on the show, and others that, you know, I don't give a fig anymore. But this car, this Tesla Model S, I think is up there with, I think I'd like to drive any McLaren, road McLaren, any road McLaren. Arguably, Actually, no, no. Okay, there is one road McLaren I would like to drive, the F1, that is more exciting than this car. But for the moment, this is very exciting. I'm still adapting to the car. It's a very handsome-looking thing. And the interior, well, it's like a sort of Bang & Olufsen sound suite crossed with an Apple store. Dominated, you must know this, by the huge screen that is laid out portrait not landscape so it takes up the whole of the center section between the driver and the passenger seat and hard to take your eyes off it Uh, at the moment it's showing google maps bigger than my face and there are a series of icons along the top which i can cycle between the music it'll play stuff off my phone of course even my google calendar i can browse the web i can turn the camera on to see what's going behind me if i want of course, as Italian drivers say, you don't need a rear-view mirror, you take it out, because what is behind you is of no consequence. I don't know if I subscribe to that national stereotype, but it is something my brother-in-law once said to me, and it is a famous Italian car saying, OK, so what I'm in, I'm not in an Italian car, I'm in an American car. So is the Tesla the best-known American car in Britain? At the moment, it's built in California, which is a beautiful thing, at what used to be the NUMMI, the NUMI factory, where they used to build, let me get this right, the factory was set up in the 1980s. It was a partnership between General Motors and Toyota, and they were selling, I think, possibly Toyota pickups as Chevys in a complicated deal in that the same vehicle was also sold as a Toyota and they also built a few cars as well I think they branded them Geo there was a version of the Toyota Corolla which was sold as a Geo 
in the States, as well as a Chevy, possibly, as well. So that factory came, it broke new ground in terms of the union deal that was established between the manufacturers of the two cars and the unions in America to make that car possible. And it's still breaking new ground. It's a Tesla factory at the moment. Oh, also, Tesla. I used to say that this car was a Tesla. Then I did some research... And then I discovered that Nikolai Tesla, the great electrical engineer who gave his name to this car, his name was pronounced Tesla, I believe. However, talking to the PR people from Tesla, because everyone calls this car a Tesla, it's pronounced Tesla, not Tesla. Hey, does it matter? When you've got a lisp like mine, actually it does matter. <laughs> Is it a Tesla, Tesla, a Tesla, a Tesla, Tesla? So, a little bit of background on the car. As a car to drive, well, hey, electric cars are easy to drive. You know that. You get in, you don't even press a start button with this one. You just put your foot on the accelerator and off you go. And it has some incredible autonomous capability, this car. That's why it really is the car of the future. And I was testing those out in my early experiences with the car. I was actually given a test drive during the handover from the people from Tesla's press department who kindly loaned me this car for a week. And they showed me the autopilot, which this car has. And really, that is the best name for it. Because I've driven cars with some levels of autonomy in the past, but nothing quite like this. It has lane recognition, yeah, we've all driven cars with lane recognition, which tell you when you're straying out of your lane, it sees the white lines, it will vibrate the steering wheel for you. But this car, if I engage your autopilot, which I will do, why don't I do it now? There we go. Okay, I'm supposed to keep my hands on the wheel, but if I don't, it will still maintain the position in the centre of the lane. It's reading the white line on the motorway that I'm on at the moment and the broken white line on the right-hand side. I'm actually in the left-hand lane, lane one. I've set my cruise control and it's maintaining a distance from the truck in front. At the moment, we're doing about 10 miles per hour. So, my foot is not on the accelerator or the brake. My steering hand is covering the steering wheel. I could actually take my hand off it there. I did there. That's remarkable. It will do that, but it will also change lanes if I ask it to as well. As long as I'm holding the steering wheel, and I mean putting pressure on it, not just hovering over it, if I engage the indicator right or left, it will make a judgment based on whether there are cars in front or behind and change lanes for me. Now, it makes that judgment based on its sensors. I'm scanning for life forms, Captain. It has radar, of course, like any car with cruise control and distance setting has. It has sonar, which is how it does its parking, and it's got those sensors on all four corners of the car. And it's also got a stereo camera just above the rear view mirror in the windscreen looking forward. So it interprets all that data and makes a judgment whether it's safe to make a manoeuvre. And it will change lanes. And it works. I know because I tested it out very nervously because of course she would be, because I was on a motorway, a busy motorway, the A40M, the expressway that goes 
past Ladbroke Grove in West London. We were all doing about 40 miles per hour. There were lots of traffic and I simply pulled the lever, which is the cruise control lever, one of the three column stalks, pulled that back twice and it engaged. And then when I indicated, it changed lanes very happily. Man, that was an autopilot. I've never done that before. That was a first for me. Uh, how about that? At the end of 2015, Gareth Jones on Speed experiences autonomy. And do you know what? My first experience of it was good. But what's the rest of the experience of this car going to be like? Well, I'll tell you over the rest of this programme. Hello, the Adrian Louis Bar here. I am speaking to you from 13 degrees into the future, just to remind you that tickets are now on sale for 10 years on speed. Tonight celebrating this podcast's 10th birthday. We will record a live version of the show involving the entirely human audience, and the on-speed band will play a short set of on-speed tunes. There will be beer, food, a support band, and special guests. I'm told it is what your carbon-based life forms call the right good crack. It all happens in a pub called the Islington, in Islington, North London, on Saturday the 16th of January 2016. Buy tickets now on Eventbrite. For more information go to GarethJones.tv. I repeat GarethJones.tv. That's GarethJones.tv. Got it? See ya there. Upload complete. I just called Violet just to let her know that I'd picked up the car and told her that I was autonomously driving to North Wales. She said, what, you're in the car now? Yeah. Well, don't call me when you're driving. She said, well, no, I'm not driving. The car's driving. I'm in the car. I should tell you that I engaged the autopilot because I got onto the M40 and it's horrible. The traffic is abysmal. There's clearly been some sort of issue down the way and we are crawling, we're stop-starting. I can sense a great deal of anxiety in the people around me now. I'm not anxious because I'm in no particular hurry to get to North Wales. Let's see, it's about two o'clock now. I left about 40 minutes ago from Marlow where I had an appointment. So I'm prepared to relax on this journey and do stuff like let the car take some of the stress away. And because we've been stop-start, I engaged the autopilot and it has just kept me going. It's kept me in the same lane, it's kept me from a distance from the car in front. When we came to a halt, the car stops and how about that? Right now, without touching a thing as the traffic starts to move again, the car creeps forward at four miles per hour, maintaining a safe distance. It's spooky kabuki. But if ever there is a time to use autonomy or autopilot in a car, I think this is it when the traffic is horrible like this, rather than that stop-start, stop-start thing that will give you a muscle twitch behind your knee. Do you know there's no English word for the place at the back of the knee? No one single English word. <laughs> you know, you get that twitch there if you're overusing your muscles. And so this car, it's autopilot, you will help nice older people like me who suffer you know from muscle twitch here and there it will help us through the day there's also the wonderful sense of refinement that you get from an electric car there is no noise you barely hear the transmission at all i quite like that sort of 
ghost of electricity sound that the Nissan Leaf would make if you wanted it to. That, ooh, I'm a ghost of electricity. Barely there at all. But I don't know if this Tesla has the ability to generate audio inside the vehicle. I'm sure there's probably an app that you could download into the operating system of this car to do that if there isn't one already on board and that's the other big thing about this car it's connected it really is connected it's got its own 3g connection permanently well as long as there is a 3g connection over which it gets its navigation data and the digital radio and media as well you can play music and stuff there are two facilities to listen to streaming music in the car as well you probably know them but i've not encountered them before Uh, you can also browse the web with a huge screen not that i'll be doing that even if i'm not actually driving the car i'd rather keep my eyes on what's going on and it'll stream music from my phone oh it'll also i think find gareth jones on speed in its media streaming facility so i'll explore that at some point as well I like this car. You know, I'm a kid of the 60s. I was born in 1961, and so I grew up in the space age. All my formative years were in a very science fiction period where we believed that cars would be autonomous. They would be silent. They would even hover, you know, in our future. But the reality has been a little slower in coming, and I am pleased to find a car which meets that futuristic vision of the 1960s actually being a huge hit at the beginning of the 21st century 40,000 Teslas were sold worldwide last year and I'm sure sales are phenomenal in America the two biggest markets are the USA and Norway who are very good on electric cars And at last, Britain is starting to catch up as well. It's all down to the network. If you know you're going to be able to find a charger and it will charge the car very quickly, you're going to have an electric car. You are. I promise you. I know we all love the sound of a V8. I know we all love turbocharged three-cylinder petrol engines and the whole tactile experience of changing gear and declutching and hearing the engine come onto its cams and being involved with that engineering as you drive that's part of the experience of driving a car but there is enormous pleasure to be had from engaging a vehicle which does it without all that but it still does that same thing of getting you there very quickly and in fact more smoothly than any internal combustion engine car any internal combustion engine car i know i'm sounding like an electric evangelist but my experiences of the electric car up to now have all been pretty positive if i lived somewhere where i was doing journeys of no more than 100 miles a day i'd probably own i think the renault zoe because i think it's a prettier car than the leaf but the leaf was phenomenally versatile as a car if i had what 60 grand i'd have a tesla I think I would. This car, by the way, this is the Tesla Model S 70D. D for dual motor. It's all-wheel drive, this car, which might be useful when we get to wet and slippy North Wales. There are other models in the range. The P85D, which has got an 85 kilowatt hour capacity battery. That's just been upgraded to the P90, so it's now 90 kilowatt hours and that's the car which has the ludicrous mode that you can set you know economy comfort sport ludicrous and it will do 0 to 60 in i believe something like 2.8 seconds 
an electric car, an electric big saloon seven-seater. Oh yeah, this car's a seven-seater, you know that, don't you? Two in the front, three in the back, and in the boot, facing backwards, two seats for smaller people. This car does everything, doesn't it? Don't you hate it? Charging around with Gareth Jones on speed! That's the sound of refreshment. I'm at Oxford Services on the M40. Um, I only had to stop because I really needed a burst. I'd been on the go since very early this morning. I hadn't managed to go to the loo since I got out of bed practically. So needs must. I pulled into the services. And as I pulled into the services, I thought, well, I might just stick my car on charge while I'm here. Because I'm going to be here ten minutes. I saw a bunch of car charging points, pulled up alongside a chap in a Nissan Leaf and got out. He said, excuse me, I hope you don't mind me interrupting, but what are you doing? I thought, I'm just going to charge my car. I said, yeah, but why are you using these? There's Tesla superchargers around the corner. Um, I hadn't been looking for a charge and I hadn't asked the Tesla to tell me that where the superchargers were, but people wanted me to know I thought it was very good and he was a lovely guy couldn't wait to get a Tesla he's got a Nissan Leaf himself but he realised he says oh look Tesla aren't messing about with the network he said what do you mean he said well go around the corner you'll see they've got eight Tesla superchargers in a row not like four shared between everyone else and he was right I trundled around the corner and there they were with loads of space around them beautifully maintained eight Tesla superchargers simply park the car pull the charger out it recognised the car automatically opened the charging point I stuck it on charge walked away that was it not complicated in any way at all and it's interesting that I suddenly got that premium feeling no no Mr Jones you're travelling club class you know you have your own lounge and to be able to do that no wonder that the Tesla is turning out to be popular I think it sort of does the same thing that Apple do you know they offer you the complete package the full service don't worry about it it's just here it'll just happen and I've always been critical of people who have become Apple evangelists the cult of Apple I don't subscribe to but their service and their product absolutely bang on I'm an Apple user myself I just don't consider myself a cult but I'll join the Tesla cult you got your own charging points. Yeah. So, I'm going for the whole premium experience. I've chosen some sort of crazy fruit bar, some sea salt potato crisps, the like of which I've never seen before. An innocent antioxidant drink made of wheat German horse eyelids or something. Uh, mozzarella panini. So, I'm going for the full premium lunch experience. And I'll get back to my car. Let's just see how much charge it's managed to put in. That'll be interesting. that sound of rushing liquid not what you think I went to the loo before I started this recording those are the fountains outside the welcome break services at Oxford it's funny how you never notice stuff until you need it you know you're thinking about buying a red car and oh, you suddenly notice oh, there are lots of red cars or you're talking about Auntie Marjorie and then, oh, Auntie Marjorie phones up. It's a sort of a heightened awareness thing that goes on, you know. But I remember last year driving around in the Leaf 
and seeing for the first time signs on motorway services on the motorway telling you what facilities are at the services and and if you look carefully you'll see an electric car charging point a little icon of a plug on a cable and of course I'm aware of those now but I've never noticed a Tesla charging point anywhere ever but I guess they must be out there if I've just blundered into one accidentally within the first couple of hours of driving a Tesla they must be out there I wonder you know have you noticed Tesla superchargers they're very impressive uh, sort of a white pillar red bright glowing day glow words Tesla on them and uh, mine is the only one in the charging point at the moment there was another car here when I arrived charging but I guess he's done his bit and off he's gone okay while the car is charging because I've only been gone five ten fifteen minutes at the most and I don't know how much charge it's pushed in at it's over a hundred kilowatts rate or whatever it is I don't know it looks full to me (laughs) I can tell because at the charging point on the car there are three green LEDs which flash when it's charging flash really quickly when it's charging really really quickly and then quite gently and slowly while it's almost topped up and at the moment it's sort of pulsing gently is about i don't know 1.1 second cycle i would say that is and here comes someone else in a 90d it's incredible isn't it how many people have got teslas these days he's got the ludicrous performance mode i would imagine on that car if he's had the over the air upgrade and that car would be phenomenally quick Right, um, I don't know how topped up that is just at the moment because the light's just gone out because I've got a key in my pocket and the car recognises where I am. If I'm close to it, it activates it. But when I walk away from the car, the green light... Hello there! The green light goes out so it doesn't draw attention to the car at night. As a Rolls-Royce... Is that the Wraith? The big Rolls-Royce Coupe rolls by very quietly, but not as quietly as my car. Rolls are talking about going electric soon as well. So, you know, it is a way of achieving credible levels of refinement quite easily. Do away with your internal combustion engine. All right, let's find out how charged we are. Let's see, what's it say? 214 miles. So it's put 45 miles of charge in the car in the 10 or 15 minutes it's taken me to go to the loo and quaff a panini that's pretty good isn't it that's pretty useful i've got enough now i know definitely to make it to north wales so i could just jump in the car and go that makes this thing very useful doesn't it very usable i'm enjoying the cult of tesla gareth jones on speed I had no idea that so many people subscribed to the cult of Tesla. Whilst I'm waiting here, one guy's pulled in and another guy, all older people, certainly in their 50s, I would say. And uh, (laughs) I said to him, I feel like I've joined a cult. He said, well, you have. (laughs) He's right. He said, how long ago? I said, well, about two hours ago. Oh, you'll enjoy this, he said. I asked him if he'd had any issues with his car. And he said, yeah, yeah, at one point I floored it in the very early days. 
and the screen froze the car was fine but the screen absolutely froze and we had to do a reset but otherwise it's been great i think tesla sells themselves as a technology company not a car company you know they come at it from a different starting point now i've got back in the car and it's telling me uh, 116 miles 353 volts 47 amps it's charging at 47 48 amps at the moment it says supercharging it says it's going to be fully charged in 10 minutes so do you know what i'm just gonna sit here for 10 minutes and contemplate the universe and make some phone calls and then go with a fully charged car it's good that's it for the moment but to hear how gareth gets on when he meets a random tesla owner and find out what happens when he tests the autopilot to the limit and if he does actually make it to North Wales, then download Gareth Jones on Speed, episode 268, available 24 hours after this one. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, or follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to GarethJones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed! Made in London by Wizbang. Bang. <laughs>